Go ahead and pull out your Bibles this morning. You guys ready for the Word of God? Awesome. Worship was amazing. Thank you, team. Wow. Everybody thankful for how they serve us? All right. Three of us. Are you all ready to participate this morning? Awesome. Got my... Get my notes ready. Get your notes out. Get your Bible out. Go ahead to Matthew chapter 13. I don't know about you, but I can be a little oblivious sometimes. Any other oblivious people in the house? Okay, that's, that's me. Uh, I've, I have three sisters, and, and Heather tells me I'm the oblivious one of the Zanaka family, and it's absolutely true. I just miss stuff. The obvious things go over my head. Like when I was 18, it was my birthday. My family and friends were throwing a surprise birthday for me. Obviously, I didn't know about it because it was a surprise. Um, so all day, I was like bumming out because nobody had recognized my birthday, and I was feeling really lame. Like, you know how that is. You feel bad on your birthday. Nobody said happy birthday. So about halfway through the day, I come downstairs uh, in my parents' house, and my mom Mom's in the kitchen, and there's food everywhere, all around the kitchen, like burgers, burger buns, chips, drinks, I mean, loads of it, getting ready, obviously, for a bunch of people to come over for maybe, like, a birthday party, and I just come in sulking, and I, like, don't even notice, just walk right by, still feeling bad for myself, and, like, two hours later, there's this party, and my mom's like, did you know? And I was like, no, I had no idea. She's like, what did you think all the burgers were for? I was like, I I don't know. I, I don't even think I really noticed. She's like, how do you not notice? They're right. They're all over the place. You know, sometimes I just don't, I just don't notice things. I don't know if you ever don't notice things, but like for even with like my wife, new haircuts, cute new belts, you know, all that. It's just, I don't really notice it. Like if we're hanging out and you eat real loud, I'll probably notice that, which is not good. I mean, that's my own thing, but you know, a new haircut, probably not. Probably not going to notice that. And this morning, I want to share with you, as you write at the top of your notes from the title, I never noticed that. I never noticed that. I never noticed that. Last week, we began a few weeks of uh, spending our time here on Sunday mornings in Matthew chapter 13, a story, a parable that Jesus tells known as the parable of the sower. And he's using a story to explain to us a few realities about his kingdom. We said Jesus would use these parables, these metaphor, these metaphoric, yeah, metaphoric, metaphor stories, whatever, parables. And uh, he was using something that we would understand naturally to kind of explain something that's a little bit less natural, a little more supernatural out of his kingdom. So in this parable of the sower, Jesus is illustrating something for us. And, and we talked last week that we know that there's times in our lives where we're not seeing the growth that we want to see in our lives, right? Or, or we're not seeing the growth that God wants in our lives. We're not seeing the growth, but Jesus uses the metaphor of a farmer sowing seed to illustrate to us that sometimes when the growth is missing, just like in a garden, it's, it, it, it's not because there's no sower and it's not because there's no seed, but the problem might actually be in the soil. The problem might actually be in the soil. The sower in the story he throws down a whole bunch of seed. It lands on four different types of soils. Only one of the four soils is good soil. And the seed that lands on the good soil says it produces a harvest, a yield that is 30 times, 60 times, and, and even 100 times what was sown into it. In this parable, Jesus is telling us a few things. Number one, we realize that it's easy to look at us in the story, but we forget to look at God. Anybody ever read the Bible and forgot to see God? In this story, Jesus is illustrating something so important about God, and that is, number one, God is good. God is so good. He is, he is good. The sower is good. He's throwing seed everywhere. 
God is good and God is extremely generous. The seed represents the kingdom of God in our life. God is good and he is generously sowing the kingdom of God into our lives. But the reality that Jesus is illustrating for us is that a good God can be sowing good seed, but if our hearts won't receive it, we won't get the growth. There's a good sower and a good seed. Sometimes the soil needs a little bit of work. That's easy, again, to start looking at ourselves there, but the good news is that we talked about what? God's not far off, right? God's not far off waiting for us to get our, our soil in order. He is all up in our life, and he's got his hands dirty because he is digging in your soil. Even the soil is not good, and he's preparing you for the harvest that he has for you. It's good news, amen? It's good news, but it gets even better because who needs a 30, 60, 100-fold harvest? You know, like I said, I, I eat a lot, but maybe enough for like two people, not 100. And the truth is that God wants you to be good soil. God is working you to be good soil because he's working a harvest in you, but it's not just for you. There's extra, and somebody around you is gonna need to eat that extra. God is good in this story, amen? It was a good week last week. It was fun to kind of do a little snapshot of, of, this, of this parable and see what God's digging into us. God wants to grow so much of his kingdom in you that everybody else around you gets a taste of it. Just like Bill was saying. He said, yeah, the, the Bible also says the metaphor of the rivers are gonna flow out of you. Bill said, you know, sometimes other people get wet. See, God's gonna grow something in you and sometimes other people are gonna get fed. It's a good, good, good thing. So today I wanna to turn our attention to the first soil that Jesus mentions. We're gonna spend our next few weeks going through the different soils here. Are you ready to jump in? Matthew 13, we're gonna start in verses three and four, and then we're gonna jump over to verse 19. In verses three and four, Jesus tells us the metaphor. In verse 19, he, he explains it. Sometimes, he didn't always explain himself, but I'm thankful he did right here. I always appreciate when he throws us a little, throws us a little bone here. Matthew chapter 13, verses three and four says this, and Jesus told them many things in parables saying, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path. Everybody say path. And the birds came and devoured them up. Verses three and four, jump over to verse 19 as we dig into Jesus explaining what he means in this metaphor, he's saying, what this means is when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, say understand, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. Say heart. This is what was sown along the path. This is what was sown along the path. The first soil that the seed is sown on in this story is the path. It's hard, it doesn't go into the dirt, and the birds come and snatch up the seed. Seed gets sown on a hard ground, the seeds can't go in, and the birds come and they snatch it up. And so we're talking, obviously, in these few weeks, we, uh, we're talking about this because we're working from the assumption that we wanna be good soil, right? We wanna be good soil, so if there's not great soil in us, then let's work out how to make the bad soil a little bit better. So my first question is, as we start digging into this, God, what are you saying? The first question that's just obvious to me is, well, why didn't it go into the soil, right? What, if we want the soil to go in, why, why didn't it go in? And Jesus tells us that the seed that fell on the path, it falls on hard ground. The ground was so beaten down, so hard that the seed couldn't, couldn't get in. And what Jesus is telling us is that the seed that falls on the path, it represents the good word of the kingdom of God. It represents a good God putting a good kingdom, sowing a good word into your life, but it falls on a hard heart. 
It's a good word from a good God, but sometimes it falls on a hard heart and it can't, it can't quite go in. It can't quite go in. So if a path represents a hard heart and that's why the seed goes in, I think the next question is, well, well what makes it hard? What makes it so hard? Jesus, again, explains to us very clearly what it, what it takes to make a heart hard. He says this in verse 19. He says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. He says, what's going to make your heart hard is a lack of understanding. When God throws something into your life, sometimes it can be a little hard to receive because you don't understand it. You don't understand it. And this word understand, it, it kind of has this, this meaning, this connotation of you, you don't understand it. You don't perceive it. Like it's there, but you, but you don't have the right perspective on it. Or it's there, but you don't quite see it, right? Like, like the buns are on the table, but you just don't get it. You don't connect the dots. Anybody ever not connected the dots? This is what Jesus is saying. What, what might make your heart hard, a little too hard to receive what God's putting into your life is that you don't understand it. It's, it's there, but you don't have the right perspective. It's there, but you just, you never noticed. You never noticed, but it, it, it's there. It's there, but it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. That breakup, it didn't make sense right? The, the, that hang up in your life that you keep coming up against, it just doesn't make sense. That thing that's hard in your life, the difficulty, the tragedy, the, the pain, the, the what, it just, it's there. I see it, but it doesn't make sense. Amen? Sometimes there's things in our life that just don't make sense. And it might not be a situation in your life that doesn't make sense. I, I don't know if I'm the only one, but sometimes it's not my life that doesn't make sense. It's God that doesn't make sense. I read that Bible verse and I'm like, okay, it's there. It's right there on the page, but I don't get it. I don't understand what it's trying to say. I, I, I don't understand what God's doing here. The Bible doesn't make sense. I, I go to church, I'm there, but it doesn't all make sense. I, I'm going to life group, I'm in discipleship, but I don't totally get it. I just, I don't get it. I, I'm doing it, but it doesn't make sense. There are things in our lives that we don't understand there's just some things that don't, that don't make sense. And when something doesn't make sense to us, usually the easiest thing to do is like move on, ignore it, forget about it, right? That doesn't make sense. I'll just move on. But my question this morning is what if that thing that doesn't make sense to you is actually a seed for you? What if that thing in your life that doesn't make sense to you right now is actually the seed that you need and it's a seed for you? How many of you have ever seen God do exactly what you needed him to do but it wasn't what you wanted him to do? Maybe you've seen God do what you needed him to do but he didn't do it the way you thought he was gonna do it. God was doing exactly what you needed him to do but you didn't see it. You didn't understand it. You didn't understand what God was doing, but God grew you with it. Anybody ever been grown in a lack of understanding? I'm thankful for a God that works even when I don't understand. Sometimes what I don't understand is actually a seed. Sometimes God puts things into our lives. He uses things in our lives that don't make sense. And that sounds great until you have to deal with it. 
Like, I wish this made sense. And we, in this story, Jesus is saying, when you, when you don't understand, you've got to be careful that your heart doesn't get hard. That your heart doesn't get too hard just because you don't understand. Don't move on. Don't ignore it. That thing that doesn't make sense, it might actually be a seed for you. And when our heart gets hard and we, we ignore or we look past what doesn't make sense, it says that the devil comes and snatches the seed away. Snatches the seed away. We, we can lose our seed if instead of digging in when we don't understand it, we dismiss it because we don't understand it. Instead of digging to understand what doesn't make sense, we dismiss it because it doesn't. I want to encourage you that let's be a digging people. When God's doing something that doesn't make sense to you, dig in. Don't dismiss it. Dig into it. When God's doing something you don't get, dig into him. Don't just walk away from him. Just because it doesn't make sense doesn't mean it's not going to work. Come on. Just because it doesn't make sense doesn't mean it's not going to work. You're allowed to get your hopes up this morning with the word of God. Let's dig in instead of dismissing it. Amen? See, the truth is that you've got a good God sowing a good seed into your life. The other truth is there's a bad devil trying to snatch it out. And that's why it's hard sometimes. If it was easy, well, that would be easy. But it's not. Because there's a good God trying to sow a good seed into your life, but there's a bad devil trying to snatch up the seed. And the fact is, he will. He'll snatch it. He'll take it right from you. But the birds in the story, this is interesting to me, and we need to, we need to realize this. We need to know that there's a bad devil trying to snatch our seed, but we also need to understand that in the story, the birds didn't get to snatch the seed because they were really smart or because they were really strong or because they were really sneaky. They only got to snatch what the soil wouldn't receive. And the devil will snatch your seed, but it's not because he's smarter than God. It's not because he's stronger than God. It's not because he's too sneaky for God. The devil can only snatch up what your heart won't receive. And there's a good God sowing a good seed into your life, and we've got to open up our hearts to receive it. God's doing something, but it might not make sense. So even when it doesn't make sense, just hold on to that something. Hold on to that something. God is sowing seed on your path right where you don't understand it. And what doesn't make sense to you right now, what doesn't make sense to you back then, what doesn't make sense to you going forward, if we'll dig in, it just might be a seed. It just might be a seed. So we know that God's sowing seed, it can fall on a hard path and what could make our hearts hard is a lack of understanding. So it makes the path hard, but I think the next question is, what's the path? What are the, what are the paths? What are the paths in your life where it's hard to see what God is sowing? If God's sowing seed on my path, then what's the path I'm on? What, what's the path? I don't want to miss the seed. And the fact is, there's paths in our life where it's hard to see the seed that God is sowing. And I want to talk this morning about two, two paths, two paths in our lives. And as I was praying and working on this, I realized that if we're going to talk about paths in your life, then by very nature of us doing that, the seed that God's about to sow to you 
is probably gonna, uh, probably gonna land on hard soil. So as we're going through this, you know, it, it may not make sense. It may not be what you wanna hear. It may not click. It may, it may not be that thing, but if we, take, if we will take it and dig in, God's gonna have a harvest. So I, I just, I'm aware that whatever I'm about to sow very well could land on hard soil, but that doesn't mean the seed is bad. It just means we get to dig into it. All right. The first path that I want to talk about this morning, the first path, the place in your life where God is sowing seed into you, but it's hard to see, or where your heart may, be, may have become a little too hard to receive it, is the path where you've been walked on. The path where you've been walked on. Where life has walked all over you. Where people have walked all over you where disappointment, where tragedy, where fear, where difficulty have walked all over you. There's a path in your life where you've been walked on. I don't know about you, but sometimes it seems like all you gotta do is get up in the morning to get walked on. Man, when it comes, it comes. When it rains, it pours, right? Been in those situations, I just can't take one more thing and then one more thing. And you just get walked on. All of a sudden, when you start walking on something, your heart becomes just like a garden, a garden that used to be so soft, used to be so ready to receive, it just gets walked over and over and over again. And all of a sudden, it starts to harden up. And what used to be so ready to receive is now hard and it can't receive what is being sown into it because it's just been walked on. And it's hard, and the seed that used to be, that used to go into the soil so easily is now getting snatched away and never growing at all. It's God sowing seed, and there's a path in your life that's been worn into your heart because you've just been walked on. Hurt happens, right? Hurt happens, right? Life happens. Hard things happen. Pain comes. We all know what it feels like to be walked on. We all know what it feels like to get hurt. And we don't get to choose what hurts us, but we can choose what hardens us. Hurt's real. Hurt is legitimate. You don't always choose the hurt. Hurt's not even always your fault. It just comes. It just comes. So you don't always get to choose what hurts you, but you can choose what will harden you. The question is not, are you going to get hurt? The question is, will you take your hurt to the healer or will you let your heart get hard? It's called gardening when you take your hurt to the healer instead of letting it turn your heart hard. I believe God wants to speak to your path of pain this morning. I thought that put a smile on at least three people's faces. <laughs> I believe God wants to speak to the path of your pain this morning. Not, not the second time either. Isaiah 43, we'll see, we'll see if we get to the smiles here. I believe it's a good word from God. 
Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. God speaking to your path this morning. He says this, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Somebody say a new thing. I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you perceive it? Do you perceive it? It's the same concept that Jesus brings up to us in Matthew chapter 13, talking about the seed, this concept of understanding, this concept of perceiving, of God's doing something, but it might not make sense. He's doing it, but you might not see it. He's doing it, but you might not understand it. He's doing it, but you might not perceive it. He's doing it, but you might have never noticed. Oh, he's doing something on your path. He's bringing new growth. It's springing up now. It's there. Maybe you just never noticed. And you need to know that God's been sowing where you've been walked on. God's been sowing where you've been walked on. God's been sowing where you've been walked on. Where that pain walked all over you, where that person walked all over you, where that difficulty, that tragedy, that confusion, that thing that was so hard to understand and hurt so bad, God's been sowing on where you've been walked on. He's been sowing the seed of his kingdom. He's been sowing hope where there was no hope. He's been sowing joy where it took your joy. He's been sowing faith where it took your faith. He's been sowing belief where you just can't believe anymore. And for too long, your seed's been getting snatched up. Your seed has been getting snatched up. And I believe this morning that God wants to show you the seed you've never seen. Because there's a seed on your path. There's a seed where you got walked on. And for too long, it got snatched up, but not anymore. Not today. God's showing you the seed you, ever, you haven't ever seen. He says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. I know what you've always seen, but there's a new thing. The seed you haven't noticed, now it's springing forth. Now it's springing forth. I believe this is going to be a now season. Stuff you've been waiting to grow, it's not just getting planted, it is going to spring forth. That's what I believe the Lord would have for you this morning. Because when you look on the path that you've been walked on, all you see is where you got walked on, where life walked all over you and you never saw where God was walking with you. That's the danger of the path. You look back and all you see is where life walked all over you. Man, and then you never saw that God was walking with you. Sowing a seed, sowing a seed, sowing a seed. And God is so good. God is so good that even where your heart has grown hard, Jesus aims to grow a harvest. Even on the path where you got walked on, God has a harvest. Even where life was taken, God has a harvest. There's a new thing springing up this morning. Behold, do you see it? It's there. Do you see it? That pain that walked all up on you, Jesus was walking with you. That tragedy that walked all over you, Jesus was walking with you. And he keeps bringing it up, doesn't he? 
He keeps bringing it up and you wish he would leave it alone because it hurts and it doesn't make sense. He keeps bringing it up because he's got his hands dirty. He's got his hands dirty. He's not far off. He doesn't want that path to stay a hard path. He's got his hands dirty. They're all up in your dirt, working it through. And he's taking your hard place and making it so it can hold a harvest. Because there's a seed that you've just never seen. I'm doing a new thing. Do you notice? Do you notice? Do you see it? Do you perceive it? I want you to touch your neighbor and say, I notice it. I notice a new thing. Come on, touch three people, not just one, three. We're gonna get some faith up here. (laughs) Touch them and you say, I notice a new thing in your life. There's a new thing in your life. You're speaking life over each other. It's good to not be able to see it, but have somebody else say they can, right? I notice a new thing. I notice a new thing this morning. The first path in your life that's become hard is the path where you have been walked on. You ever been walked on? God's growing a seed where you've been walked on. And the second path in your life that's become hardened, but where God is sowing a seed is where you walk all the time. First path is where you've been walked on. The second path is where you walk all the time. That's why it's called a path. Because you keep walking on it, right? My wife is amazing, if you didn't know. Somebody said, amen. Amen. My wife's amazing. A little while back, she wrote a bunch of Bible verses on note cards that we were kind of standing on that were important for us. And she put them up on the, the, like the door jam of our bathroom. And the first few times that I walked into the bathroom after she had hung those up, I'd stop by and I'd read a few of them and get encouraged. I can't tell you the last time I stopped and read one of those verses. They've been up there for a while now. I just started walking by them so many times it just became normal. Shout me down. You know. Sometimes normal is so numbing, right? What makes the path hard is the repetition. It's just walking on it day after day, day after day, same old, same old. That's what turns a soft patch into a path is the repetition. Normal is numbing. And when you walk on the same patch of dirt over and over again, it becomes a path and it gets really hard to receive the seed. And this is true in our lives because you know, and I know, it is so easy to get lulled to sleep by routine, right? We talked about it before, just the white noise of life, just routine, day in, day out. Same road, same stop sign, same job, same family, same friends, same neighbor. Just get lulled to sleep. It's so easy to get lulled to sleep. And it's a repetition and it can harden what used to be soft. The mundane, it just hardens what what used to be soft, you know? You handle the same conflict with your spouse the same way over and over again, and eventually you just stop dealing with it, but your heart's hard and you don't trust each other anymore. You don't have the conflict anymore because you just avoid it now. That's not a good thing though, because now your hearts are hard and you don't trust each other. Or you go to work the same way, the same place, every day you pass the same office that has the same person that sits in it in the same chair, and you look up in a year and realize y'all have never even said hi. 
Because he's just kind of, it's just normal. We're just on our way. You come home, you're tired, and you choose TV over your kids because you're tired, which is so understandable, but you did it again and again and again and again and again. You, you come to church, and church was great, man. God did something good, but man, God's always doing something good. You just kind of expect it, but not really. You see the people, you come, and you're like, man, these people are amazing, but then you start seeing them everywhere, and it's just kind of like, ah, they actually have this fault and that fault, and just didn't notice it at first, right? You're normal. What was new becomes normal and you become numb. But I want you to write down this morning, God is doing something new in your normal. God's doing something new in your normal. See, we look at God and we say, God, I, I need something. I need you to do something. And he looks at us and he says, I'm doing a new thing. You just don't understand it. I'm doing a new thing, you just don't perceive it. I'm doing a new thing you just haven't noticed. It's there, but you just haven't noticed. I think it just might be time to wake up. We've been lulled to sleep. White noise, mundane, day in, day out. We got lulled to sleep and we've never noticed the new thing springing forth in our normal. You never expect God to do anything in the normal because it's normal but God is doing a new thing. We can get so numbed by our normal that we never notice the new thing. Don't get numbed by your, num by your normal. God is doing a new thing. The question is just simply, do you notice? Will you just open up your eyes? Will you just wake up? Will you just choose to not get stuck in the routine and look up and behold, see the new thing? See, God's sowing his kingdom over the path in your life where you've been walked on. It doesn't make it not hurt, but it does give you hope. God's sowing his kingdom over the path where you've been walked on. God is sowing his kingdom on the path that you walk every day. And you don't need a new past. You don't need a new normal. You don't need a new job, a new city, a new spouse a new routine, a new profile picture, a new church, a new religion, a new friend, a new this. You don't need a new that. You don't need a new sower. You don't need a new seed. You just need Jesus. You just need Jesus to get his hands dirty in your hard path, work it a little bit, and let him grow the harvest that he has. That's all we need is Jesus. Isaiah 43 says, forget the former things. Don't just look at your normal and say it's always gonna go how it's always gone or God's always gonna do what he's always done the way he's always done it. What if the new thing God's gonna do is gonna look like nothing he's ever done before? Just because it's new, I don't wanna miss it. He says forget the former things, the former things of your normal, the way nothing's ever happened before, but maybe today. Forget the former things. Do not consider the things of old. This is amazing. Do not, this is a hard word, God. Don't consider everything that's happened. Like, don't think about it. Is that what you're trying to say? Because it hurt real bad, right? He said, don't consider the things of old, but the, he knows that the pain was real, but it's all you've ever been considering. 
And because you've only considered what has been done, you haven't had an opportunity to consider what he's going to do. Don't consider the things of old, consider the new thing that I'm sowing into your life. You need to know this morning that your path doesn't disqualify you. The path behind you doesn't disqualify you. And the path in front of you, it doesn't have to be clear because the truth is the the path is not the point. The path is not the point. That's not the point of the story. The, The point is not the path. The point is that God's a good sower. And the point is that God is sowing a good seed. And the point is that God's doing a good new thing. Will you just notice? Will you just notice? That's all. Will you notice? There's an invitation in this story. There's an invitation in Jesus highlighting your path this morning. And it's, it's an invitation to let Jesus get his hands dirty. To change your mind from seeing him as way far off and recognize that he is close and he wants to get his hands dirty all up in your life. To let him do a little bit of gardening where the heart has gotten hard. He just wants to do, a, it's just a little bit of gardening. You don't need a new path, you just need a little bit of gardening. It's just a little bit of gardening. It sounds so big and it's big, but it's just a little gardening. So the question is, will you let him into your pain? Will you let his hands into your pain? Will you let his hand into your normal? Will you believe that God is doing a new thing and will you let him teach you how to see it? I believe this morning that God is speaking over you that this next season is gonna be a season where you see what's new that you never even noticed. Will you stand as we close this morning? I've been excited about this message for a couple of weeks because I know that it's not just truth about a, about, about a story, but when God speaks his word, he brings something new. New life springs forth. And I do believe, and I just wanna, just might be weird for you, but I wanna prophesy over you this morning that it's a season of seeing what's new that you never noticed. You're gonna start looking back and seeing that there was something new growing there the whole time, you just never noticed it. You're gonna start looking up in your normal and realize there's been something growing there. God's been doing something. God's been opening a door. God's been preparing you. God's been working you the whole time. You just never noticed. He wasn't far away. He hasn't been gone this whole time. He's had his hands dirty working out a harvest. And it's a good harvest. It's gonna be 30, 60, 100 times what was stolen. Come on. It's gonna be 30, 60, 100 times what you ever thought could happen. It's gonna be bigger than you thought. It's gonna be, he's gonna do more than you thought he could do. And he's gonna do more than you thought he could do through you. He aims to do 30, 60, 100 times more through you than you think he can do through you. Because all you got was a seed, but in that seed is a harvest. 
And what's been dead, the desert and the wilderness in Isaiah 43, I will bring away in the wilderness. I will bring a river in the desert. Behold, I do something new. Do you not perceive it? Right now, in Jesus' name, it springs forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to worship as we close this morning. And I want you to invite the hand of God into your path. And we're going to have our prayer team over to the side and just some people who'd love to pray with you. Some of you know that you just need to respond to something. You may not know what it is, but it's a great place to start to just have somebody pray for you. I want you to go over to the side this morning and have somebody pray with you. If you know that there's a path in your life that just needs a little bit of gardening, some pain that needs some healing, some normal that needs something new. He's doing a new thing. Would you bow your heads and pray with me this morning? Before I pray, there might be one of you or more than one of you in here that knows that the new thing needs to be a new you. And only Jesus can make you new. You've never turned to Jesus. You've never opened your heart to receive the kingdom of God to allow him to start grow himself inside of you. And Jesus says, when you give your life to him, you're born again, you're made a new creation. Maybe the new thing is you this morning. So if that's you this morning, you're saying, I wanna give my life to Jesus. I need to be a new thing. I want you to raise your hand right now before we pray. Is there anybody in here? Amen, 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 amen. For those of you raising your hands, I really want you to go over and talk to somebody, pray with them. They're not scary, they're really nice. I just want to pray with you. I just encourage you as I pray to start walking over there. If you need to respond this morning, start moving. Start moving as I pray. Don't wait, just start moving. Start receiving the seed this morning. Jesus, we love you. And we thank you for who you are this morning. We thank you that you're doing a new thing, Lord. Would you help us to perceive it? Would you help us to perceive it? And Lord, I pray over our church this morning. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, God is doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? He will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Lord, we give you our wilderness this morning. We give you our desert this morning. We give you any place in our hearts that's become hard. And we say, come in. We're tired of our seed getting snatched up, Lord. We want you to come in and let a harvest grow in Jesus' name.